Today's anecdotal experience podcast is sponsored by Gary Payton. The Glove. GP. 10-time All-Star. 2-time First Team All-NBA. Defensive Player of the Year. All-Time Steals Leader. The man loves the podcast. And pays us to celebrate him. Look how far we've come. Today's anecdotal experience, Greg Wade again. Second part of this conversation that I had with him. I'm on vacation right now. I'm not in my apartment. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm in my apartment right now. I'm about to go on vacation tomorrow. But you're listening to this now when I'm on vacation. Think about me right now. Think about how relaxed and chilled out I am on my vacation. Oh, this episode, if you're my dad, my dad listens to this podcast. Dad... This ain't a podcast for dads. Uh, yeah, we talk about dating, uh, relationships, what you value in life, uh, a lot of our experiences. Pretty personal. Really personal. Again, dad, if you're listening, probably want to skip it. Unless you're interested, you're going to listen anyway. Uh, if you're not my dad, this is the probably second most sexually explicit episode. So, you're in for a treat. Everyone loves this stuff. Everyone finds it fascinating. That's why we talked about it. I love Greg Waite. You love him too. Let's do this anecdotal experience. All right. Now it's gone. Uh, Yeah, so... I, I don't do Tinder or anything. I kind of lament it, though. I kind of, you know, hate my girlfriend because of it. I mean, I love her, but... We get it. I, I feel uh, I feel like I lost out on not having Tinder, both for what you're talking about and just it seems like an interesting and... Uh, it seems like an important experience right now. Really? Having Tinder? Yeah, to me, I mean... It, like that's how dating functions, and I I'm completely disconnected from that. I have no idea what what dating is like. Interesting. Yeah, you know what? It's funny to me when it's it's funny because I have no when people okay a lot of times girls when like people will say oh dating's the worst like dating in L A or dating wherever who knows everyone's like dating's the worst like oh I hate date like what are you what do you want. Like, why does dating suck? Like, why is everyone... Like, I feel like dating right now... I I don't know, man. Like, I I love it. I love Bumble. I love Tinder. Sure, do I go on bad dates? Yes, I do. But, like, I am meeting complete strangers and having strange experiences, good experiences, bad experience. I feel fulfilled from it, you know? Yeah, and the the bad experiences seem good, too, and the echoes back. Oh my god! I'll just keep uh, here. Talk quieter. Okay. Um, what? Do you the have f- headphones? Is that what's causing it? No, because I'm recording you out of a speaker. So, let me throw another blanket on the. It's a two or three second delay. Um. And now it's gone again. All right, keep going. All right. Um. Okay. But yeah, go on. You don't. So you're. What? What intrigues you about it? Just the whole, I, I mean, the whole like courting dance of it, and uh, how do you, how do you, figuring out how to go from the message to a phone number, like transitioning from the app to the to texting is like a big deal, from what I've heard. Like that's a whole ritual, and then going from texting to like meeting this complete stranger. I don't know. It's it's fascinating to me. Like you, what the the lines you have to keep in mind and, and all of that seems exciting and bad dates seem fun too i feel like bad dates would be just as interesting as good dates because you'd meet completely crazy people that you otherwise would never have contact with dude i feel bad for you that you found someone you loved so quickly <laughs> yeah, right? i really that do terrible because what you, I, yeah what you described is exactly why i like it because i'm like this is fun like Everyone's like, I just want to be in a relationship and be like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like everyone wants to like, the goal for them for dating is to find someone 
to stop dating. Like, it's like, mm. I want to be able to stop. Like, this is just a means to an end. I just, if I could find, like, I do not want to find the woman of my dreams on the next girl I swipe right on. Like, I have no interest in that. That's not what I want. Like, yeah, Tinder's wacky and weird. And you drive to Long Beach for a girl that doesn't look, that took all of her pictures four years ago. Yeah. And, you know, it's all a part of it. And to me, I'm like, yeah, that was weird. I'm not going to see her again. But, like, it's all, like, that's life, man. It's just all yeah. about your experiences. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that does sound fun. I mean, I, I'm very happy with uh, my girlfriend. I don't yeah. want to make it sound like that's not the case. But I just, I lamented a little bit. I'm, I'm a little jealous of people's Tinder jokes and shit. Right. And it's. Yeah, I don't know. Like part of part of me worries that no, I don't even worry. But there's part of me that thinks, oh man, maybe this is it for me. Maybe I'm, maybe that's what I do for the rest of my life. Is I just mm. meet random girls on Tinder and Bumble and or wherever you know in the wild, and you just do you know what I mean? Like I just don't have any interest in being like set that like settling down and like just like you don't ever see yourself doing that you have no uh like true love desire nothing like that no because i've never like i don't know like every time there's just like i can't deal with other people's bullshit it's it's kind of me being yeah. an introvert it's just i can't like i can't listen like if okay let's say you and i if you wanted, if you demanded our friendship to be the type of, like, as time-consuming as, like, most people want their relationships to be, I would be like, Greg, I don't, I can't do this, man. Like, I cannot always be here for you and, like, listen and, and go to, you know, your things and, you know, be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just don't, that's not, yeah, that's not I fun mean, for me. I understand that, but it's... uh different though like i have a i have friends that do that that kind of like expect too much of me and you have to set boundaries and stuff you have to set boundaries in a relationship too but a lot of the i feel like what you're looking at as um as hindrances like things that get in the way of of you living your natural life or whatever are in in practice at least for me uh things that bolster my life, like having to clean up after myself and shit. Like that's something that doesn't improve my life. Like having to consider somebody else in my decisions makes my life fuller. Ultimately. I mean, it can be annoying sometimes, but, uh, when you really share that much time with somebody, it does, it does, it, it adds to your life in ways that, uh, are more valuable than to me. Your life is lonely and vacant and uh, you're sad and I'm sad for you. Yeah. And I get that a lot from people. Um, I don't mean that. I mean, I, no, no, no. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just happy with, uh, with what I am, but I, do you kind of see that to be true though for me? Like, do you kind of feel like, no, no, um, not, not at all. I mean, really? I don't know. I have no idea what, but you're experiencing what you're going through. I don't, I don't think that it's necessary to have, to share your life with someone to live a full life. I think that you, you can absolutely like have, you know, you know, all the experiences that you're missing out on by sharing your life with someone for everyone, there's an experience I'm missing out on by not meeting all these other people. And like, mm -hmm. I, I have to shut myself off to women often, you know, like I mean, not that often, but Sometimes when, yeah. you know, like if a woman's flirting with me, I'm not able to uh, connect with her in, in the way that she wants to, or maybe even I want to for, in order to protect my relationship, you know, and that, that's a whole experience that I'm missing. Um, and, and those trips to Long Beach and, and you know, you, you get to discover a lot of things about yourself in both scenarios. I don't think one is better than the other, but I, I'm happy with mine. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And thank you for saying that because a lot of people do that. They try and it really it kind of bothers me when they try to project their wants and needs onto me, you know, yeah. um, like it's very it's it's condescending. It really is. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Take what you want, man. Like, take, like, do, I don't, I don't come up to you and be like, dude, your wife's a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I'm, you know, like, that sucks to be you. Like, people come up to me and like, do you, oh, you need a girl. I will set you up. Oh, you're so lonely. Yeah, people really assume that that's, it's really necessary. I don't, I don't know that it is. No, yeah, and you said, you said to me one time, this, like, you were like, yeah, okay, because we've had this conversation before. You yeah. said to me, oh, like, you know, the way you see having a girlfriend is the way I see having a full-time job. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's fair. We just, yeah, that's totally fair. And I I remember find, saying that, and I do yeah. still feel that way about having a full-time job. I have a full-time job now, and uh, it's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> yeah no but that was a great it was a yeah it was a great comparison for me because for me my full-time job i value it i think it's good like i think it's good for me i think i i think i need it but for you and then when i see you and you know but i mean also like i've seen like your girlfriend it seems like you guys have a, a it's not a real you're not one of the relationships i look at and say like oh my i couldn't imagine being in that like i see yours i'm like okay that seems like it would be like kind of nice and comfortable, you know? It is. Yeah. And uh, when we were talking about that and I, I said that or whatever, the thing about the full-time job, uh, what it really meant is like where, um, that's like where you derive your sense of security and, um, that was it. Yeah. And that, that's what I get from being in a relationship. I, I feel more comfortable when I can talk to someone at the end of the day and, and let out whatever's, shitty uh, and that's more important to me than financial security um that's but, uh, yeah, wow oh fuck i was gonna say something we're similar we're so similar but in that regard we're like you know what i mean like it's such a it's it's almost like we're so similar there's just two different things we both find our security in you know yeah you definitely need that Oh man, you said something earlier and I forget what I was going to say about but that's cool, man. You also told me, you also, we'll just get into this, you also told me that, and I've like quoted you on the podcast that I have with my brother one time, but uh, you were like, you were like, yeah, love, love is like drama, love is like emotional, like crazy butterflies. Do you remember saying this to me? You're like... Sorta. Just like being really affected by your emotions and like letting it take over. You're like, that's what, you know, it's like love is pain and it's like euphoria and like that's what it is. And I was, I think I was arguing the point that like, no, love is like commitment and uh, like support. And do you remember having this talk? And I mean, I'm different now. Like, I don't really believe what I said. I, I also don't, I'm not as sure in any of my beliefs, but do you remember having that conversation? Uh, uh, no. You don't? <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else with it. Where did you think uh, I was going? Just go for it. So, so was I describing, uh, like, my relationship with Shine? No, as you like, weren't. You weren't. But you were like, yeah, I think you were, I think it was more of you just kind of bringing up the merits of, uh, like, just falling in love in a very juvenile almost like juvenile or like okay. reckless way does that make sense yeah so that's a that's a thought process i've had um so yeah like romeo and juliet love i think is is really beautiful and it's really temporary like you that that is that's like I remember it, like when we read Romeo and Juliet freshman year, there were people that were like, oh, it's not real love. They were just teenagers and whatever. And it's like, no, that is that is like a pure emotional love reaction. They gave up their lives in order to be together forever. Like you can't you can't take that away just because they were young and stupid. Like you can be young and stupid and still fall in love. But there's like there's a difference between uh, that kind of love, which is incredible and there's no there's no better feeling than that initial like unreasonable completely irresponsible like you said like love there's no better feeling and it's an important feeling i think to have it's it's just an important human experience like yes uh but like the the 
the kind of commitment love that I have like with shine is, is just as powerful. It's just different, you know, like I don't, she makes my life more stable and, and, and the other kind of love makes it much less stable. Like I, I, I fell in love that other way and dropped out of school and was planning on moving to California with no money and, and a family that I didn't know. And they were rednecks and they ended up being anti-Semites. And it, it was a, it was a bad choice, but it was a, it was still a powerful feeling. That's like one of the most powerful feelings I've ever had. But like with Shine, I, I'm building a, a life with her, which is a whole different kind of powerful. Like it's, uh, it's I, I do things that I wouldn't have done for her. Like I, uh, Shine, when she gets home, after dark, I have to get out of bed and walk to the train station so that, that I can walk her back to my apartment. And it's something that I like relish almost. It's like I get to be this protector for another life. And uh, <laughs> like, what would I do to protect her? I don't even know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sure. I, I, uh, I, I do think that like the juvenile love is not invalid. It's just it, it doesn't last long and it's it, horribly destructive yes is that is that what i was talking about yes that was it i think i forgot that you'd brought up romeo and juliet but yeah that was what you were talking about and i think at the time in my life when we had this conversation i think i was bringing up that that romeo and juliet love was like wrong like it was like the universal truth was that was like perceived as love but that's actually wrong that's the wrong kind of love i think that's what Mm -hmm. i felt at the time, you know, because I was different. But now I'm like, oh, no, you're right. It's just, uh, it's definitely an experience that everyone should have in life. Yeah. You know, it's just. Do a you new- feel, have you, have you had that with your Bumble dates? No, you know, and that's one thing that's kind of weird to me. It's like, you know, I do like my life, but I definitely, um, I miss out on that dude because I'm not, I am, I don't know. I don't experience that a lot i know a lot of people like fall in love real easy but for me i'm just i have a hard time developing feelings for a woman like really having that firecracker Uh love um because i'm i don't know i don't know what it is but it is kind of it but it is it you know it's it's a balance right it's kind of like i'm more even um you know, even tempered, even keeled, but I don't have these really high highs and these remarkably low lows. I just kind of, um, you know, so it's a, it's a trade-off, you know, man, but it, it yeah. does kind of be like, eh, I wish I kind of, I wish I had that. I hope at some time I do have that kind of experience with someone, even if it ends in heartbreak. Um, but I don't even think it's like a conscious choice. Like I'm choosing against it. I think it's just kind of, yeah, no, I mean, you can't choose to feel that way for anyone. Uh, have you, so what, how many, how many dates do you go on with girls when you meet them? How often do you have a second date? Oh man, that's, it's tough. It's, um, I don't know. It depends, man. Like maybe I might do two dates depending on how it goes. It just, it just depends. But yeah, I don't go on a lot of like, there was one girl I saw for a bit. Like, I felt like we got along pretty well, but then she kind of... I went on, like, five, four or five dates with her, and then I think she... I could tell she was, like, trying to ghost me, so I just kind of, like, let her do it. Do you know what I'm saying? I kind of, like, yeah. stopped texting to see if she'd reply, and she didn't. So there was one girl where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm down to go down this road with, but then she uh you know silently rejected me and i was you know i was okay with that because ultimately i'm you know i am who i am so i was like okay this isn't that but that was definitely i was definitely down but it was only one there was only one girl where i was like Mm. okay i was down to go down that road but now i think about her and i'm like uh that uh, whatever i'm not you know i don't long for her if that makes sense (laughs) yeah no it makes sense so uh that's interesting i've never been able to uh even if I don't like the girl, if we're like starting to court and then she stops wanting to court, I fucking 
I go into a horrible depression. Does it affect your ego? Or I don't know. I don't know what it is, dude. Uh, and I, even while it's happening, I'm like, why do I care? I didn't. I didn't like her. I didn't want to spend time with her. That's really. your ego, dude. Like there was, there was one time I ended up dating this girl for like two years because uh, she. So we dated for like a little bit. I was. I lived in Columbus and she lived in Cincinnati. We dated for a little bit, and then uh, she broke up with me, and I was like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. You can't break up with me, the G. Like, you can't break up with me. Sure. And then uh, some other guy, we started, like, hanging out again, and then some other guy was like, hey, Greg, I'm coming for your girl. I was like, oh, you're coming for my girl? Fuck you. I'm going to date her for two years and not want to the whole time. Oh, Greg, I've got news for you, dude. What's up? That's your that's your ego. That's yeah, your self work so. getting involved <laughs> and like making so. you make very like poor decisions, like being with someone you don't want to be around. Oh, uh, yeah, that was real bad. I that's mean, she true. she was a perfectly good. I'm such an asshole, man. I feel so bad about why. It. What do you like, feel? Why, what do you feel? Because she's asshole? a good person, and I uh, am not. You're and I. You know, I mean, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing at the time, but it completely was, and it's a horrible thing to do to a person. Hey, dude, it's all, you know, I was talking about this with Alec, but, I mean, all's fair in love and war, man. That's really it. You can't be, like, when you enter it, you're entering the octagon. You don't know exactly how you feel. You don't know, and you can't. Like, and I, this is one thing I think people end up in relationships because they don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Cause like you said, they're perfectly nice people, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, no, you can say to a perfectly nice person, Hey, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I don't want to see you anymore. I don't want you in my life. And that's fine. It feels like being an asshole, but it's not. It's you just protecting your life and having boundaries and saying, you know what? This is where this ends. I think you're, you know, you didn't do anything wrong to me. You're a good person, but I don't want to spend more time with you. That's fine. Yeah, that is the good way to do it. That is not how I did it. No, and I, dude, I am so guilty of that, dude. But it was one thing I realized. I'm like, oh, dude, just like, Sometimes you're going to feel like an asshole even when you're not. So now I've, I don't know, like I've even, I've texted girls now who, you know, I wasn't interested in. I've said, hey, I'm not interested. Or I've called them or told them in person. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't want to do this uh, anymore. So I don't want you to feel, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to be thinking about it anymore. And it's funny because I'm 29 and usually these girls are about the same age. They're just like... Oh, cool! Thanks for um, thanks for telling me. I appreciate that. That's uh, hmm. I'm glad you didn't. Uh, I'm glad you just didn't drop off the face of the earth. That's awesome. So that uh, is that is great. Uh, yeah. But I also feel like that's a bit of the a product of the Tinder world, where you, so? you have so much access to dates that losing a date isn't that big a deal. Like in my experience, every breakup has been scorched earth. There's like no way around it. Right. And that, that could be, and that's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man, but it is funny, because I'm always like, oh, man, this girl's going to be very upset when I give her this news, and usually they just kind of say, oh, good, all right, I'll move on with my life. Um, <laughs> you were cool. You were a cool dude. You were, you know, and I'll, like, you were, you were fine, too. Like, well, call me if you want to get coffee or, or in the neighborhood, and I've done that before. I've done You've that. You've done that? Yes, dude. It's crazy. It's very, it's weird, man. Because it's like, yeah, you were nice, but I don't want to see you all the fucking time. But if you're in the neighborhood, let's get coffee. Let's hang out. And it's been good. So so you, you've you rejected a girl and then went out to coffee and you both enjoyed yourselves? Multiple times. Jesus Christ. Yes, I know. Dude, I'm I'm saying that with you. I agree. It's bizarre. But it's, it's I, I, I don't know. It's, it's always been times where I've just said... Hey, I'm not a, I'm not, you know, I don't see it going any, or like just been honest with people. Usually, yeah, that's incredible, man. Yeah, nobody like takes it personally, or they do take it personally, but it's just not affecting how they feel about themselves, you know. Mm. That's really cool. How do you feel about, uh, or how is dating um, with me too and stuff? Is that 
that's that's the other side of it. That's the side of it where um, I feel kind of lucky for like I got into a relationship before that stuff started happening. But it seems scary. It seems scary to be in in a re- new relationship now. Yeah, you know, I'm always just like. I, you know, you just, if someone isn't into something, for me, it's not, if they're not, like, really turned on by whatever I'm doing, uh, it's not fun for me to do, right? So, well, of course not, yeah. So, I, I don't know, I guess I've, it, dude, I've had some weird experiences where people have wanted, I've had, I don't know, it's crazy, dude. There's some girls that like you to push them? To, push them. Yeah, or they want you to like be really aggressive with them. So it's that's really what's opened my eyes up is like this is a weird world with like people sometimes want you to do things that I would never do and I also feel like if I were to do like some girls want you to like hit them they want you to, like spit in their yeah. face and like slap them. I'm like, this is uh this and this. I'm like, I'm I don't want that. I don't want that to turn me on. And it's weird because <laughs> like I mean you know I mean I I don't want to get into this, but I'm not. I haven't been sexually experienced my whole life. So this is like stuff that I'm like I don't. Whoa! I am not ready to jump on board with this i don't want this turning me on but it also reminds me i'm like if i were to do this to you you could be like this guy like beat the shit out of me he beat me up and he raped me and it could have been something that she was asking me to do so there's this side of me where i'm like man these dudes are monsters and granted there are monsters out there but there are multiple women that want you to be monsters to them. So that's kind of like the real big realization I've made is that they're, it's not even like it's a weird fetish. It's like very common that Mm. a girl will ask you to choke her. Like that is not weird. I've been asked once. I, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you like do it. You know, like I would like, put my hand there and she'd be like, squeeze harder. I'm like, I can't squeeze harder. You'll die. Yes. You know, like how do you, I don't know how you associate that with sex, but yeah, that's, that's terrifying. Uh, so what do you, what do you do in that situation? You just say like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. Like it doesn't, it's like, yeah, pretty much. You just, if there, if it gets too much for me, it's never like they're beating me up or anything, uh, because I wouldn't. I'd be like, okay, I'm like down to try that. That's fine, whatever. Um, but it, when they want me to do, I'm like, you know, no, thank you. Like I'm good with regular stuff. Like this is <laughs> not something I'm ready to embark in. So yeah, I'm just like straight up. Like you know what you got? There's plenty of dudes that'll slap you in the face and like rip your hair out like there there's there's tons but that ain't me so uh but no i i don't know just i guess i it's not different i don't think there'd be any woman out there that said i made them uncomfortable you know or made them feel threatened yeah because i'm you know that's good man that's good it just seems it seems scary like the aziz story in particular seems like I don't know, man. How do you, how do you? Ooh, the Aziz. Yeah, dude. I've been in situations like that. Um, Here's my interpretation of that. Okay. Because I read the story. And if, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I've like been in that situation before. um, And it's like, if a girl is not uh, like if I were him, I would have stopped very early. I also don't think I would have ever found myself in that situation because I'm not famous, okay? Because it's clear that the girl didn't like Aziz, but she really liked the idea of her mm-hmm. being with Aziz. 
I'm not famous, so that would never happen to me. But like, so it's this thing where you're trying to like turn on a girl and have sex with her, but you're not really interested in her romantically. So you're, she should have just said, oh no, thank you. I'm not interested in you that way. But she didn't because she wanted to be with Aziz. But at the same time, he's thinking, well, I'm not really interested in you either, but I want to have sex with you. So it was, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, if a girl's not feeling it, if I'm like doing stuff and she's just kind of like not really interested, but she has some other reason that she's sticking around, it's just not really going to turn me on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a... That seems good. That's a healthy attitude. Yeah, so I don't... I guess I just don't really worry about it, you know? Yeah. That's cool, man. You'd be fine. Yeah, we'll see. If she if she ever leaves me, we'll, uh, we'll find out. Yeah, you'll do another podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that... Okay, that takes us in. I need you for a little bit longer. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, I want to... Okay, this was on a earlier podcast that we did you told me about these like very you okay you also told me this like this story very you were very blase about it you weren't this is something that i think a lot of people would have like confided in me with like i need to tell you something like i've never told anyone before it's like (laughs) this very weird like sexual experience i had as a child but you were just kind of like that's what's up dude it didn't affect me but that happened to me early in life do you remember what you told me the story? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure what it was. The naked five year olds. Yeah, the, Sh- I was. I was one of them. Share with <laughs> us. Like, what is this? Like, what? All right. Yeah. So that's the only really strange early sexual experience I could think of. Like, I yeah. was uh, racking my brains, but I assume this is what you were talking about. Um, so I, I mean, I did. I show you yours. You show me mine. But that's normal, right? Yeah. Okay. It's normal-ish. But then this was uh, a family friend. We used to go to their house for dinner a lot. And um, they, before dinner, the kids would just like go hang out or whatever. And they, they had this hallway between, in their basement between the finished basement and the driveway. And we would go into the hallway and strip naked and dry hump naked. Where did you get that idea as a five? I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. Who? I mean, I was five. So. It was it was you and this other girl. Uh huh. Okay. Family friends. So you took all your clothes off as a five year old uh-huh. and uh-huh. you just dry humped each other. Yeah, I don't know uh, what it was. I I I like to uh, steal that line from. Annie Hall, where he says, like, you're supposed to have a latency period, but I never had one. I mean, I just was like, I was really interested in girls. And uh, I actually, I didn't think it was sex because I remember, like, a year or two later, finding, like, my mom telling me what sex was. She was giving my older brother the sex talk, and I was there. And I started crying because I was afraid that the girl was going to get pregnant from me nakedly dry humping her. I was like, I'm not ready to be a father. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, yeah, that's totally uh, legitimate thought, dude. Cause you did <laughs> like, you did have like, aside from two different components, not being there, like you did have sex with her, you know? I mean, no, I didn't though. I didn't put my dick inside of her. Exactly. That's but that's it. But pretty, you're like as close as you possibly could be. I, yeah, I guess so. But, <laughs> I, there was no danger of her getting pregnant. I didn't have uh, potent. I didn't have sperm. Sure, sure, sure. But regardless, though, if your mom tells you what sex is, you realize, yeah. like, I think I had sex. And the honest thing is, it's like, yeah, you almost did as a <laughs> five-year-old. Yeah, it was. Uh, it is strange, man. I mean, obviously, I, I didn't think of it as strange for a long time because it just was what happened to me. I thought I was like normal sexual experimentation, but, um, yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Uh, well, I guess it is like, I mean, I guess, I mean, you 
did that affect like the way you thought about sex like later in life? Was there like a time when you were like, oh man, I can't. Because that's weird to me to think like there was a time where I thought, oh, I'm not going to like see a girl naked or anything. Like I never did the I'll show you mine if you show me yours thing. Uh-huh. Like to me, it just felt so foreign. Like I was so far away from rubbing my naked body on another woman until I was like, you know, married, right? You were, you were pretty religious. So that has to be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah, it was like rubbing my actual naked body on someone, um, till I was married. But even the idea of me going any further than that until I was like 17, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess that like mystery of like, dude, I've rubbed my naked body on someone when I was five years old. (laughs) You know what I mean? You wouldn't have that injury because I, I guess I feel like you'd be like, yeah, I, I know what that's about. Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, you you think about sex a lot differently when you're <laughs> you think about girls a lot differently when you're five years old than when you after you go through puberty. Like, I, when I you asked if it had an effect on my sexual experiences yes. later, and I I haven't been psychoanalyzed. Uh, extensively in that arena so i don't have a great answer but i can say that like one i had a (laughs) from when i was uh six to when i was 14 i had a dry spell and i remember (laughs) um i remember thinking like oh man i used to be such a player i used to i had so many girlfriends i i like i kissed a lot of girls and like uh french kiss i heard about french kissing so i french kiss all of my girlfriends in preschool and like kindergarten. Really? So when you were a child, when you were like, so when you were around five years old, you were like French kissing girls. Yeah, bro. Dude, that's so crazy to me, man. I was like, wow. So you, okay. So you like fancied yourself as like a ladies man when you were a five year old. Not when I was a five year old. When I was a five year old, I was just like interested in girls, you know? Okay. But then when I was, when I wanted, when I really wanted to be kissing girls because my hormones were telling me to fuck, yeah. uh, I was, I was like, man, when I would, I could have gotten a blowjob when I was five. It's like what I would think. Really? Uh, yeah. Cause I wanted the blowjob now, you know? Yeah. Um, if you had the same I, game that you had when you were five, you could have yeah, leveraged exactly. it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I did start getting hand jobs when I was 14, but I didn't, I didn't have sex until I was, uh, 17. I was 17 in three months. Exactly. Wow. I made a pact with all of my friends that, uh, we wouldn't have sex until we were 18. The rationale being that, uh, we, if we got having sex, the responsibility that goes with having sex means that you might get the girl pregnant. And if you do get the girl pregnant, you have to take care of the kid. So you have to be 18. If you're younger than 18, they'll take the kid from you or something like that. I, that was our rationale. And then I, I decided, because I had a girlfriend that wanted to have sex when I was 17, uh, that if uh, I was 17 in three months, by the time she gave birth, I would be 18, and therefore I wasn't violating the pact. Gee, you, you took the pact that. seriously. Yeah, bro. I did the math. Uh, my other friends in the pact were very upset with me for violating it, though. That's crazy, dude. That's so funny. Uh, like, growing up, like, how differently we grew up. Because, like, I didn't even... My dad. My dad's going to listen to this. But, you know what? I hope he does. Because one thing... I wasn't explained a lot in terms of both... Um, sexual education in high school and middle school, and then also explained sex by my father um, because it was under the understanding that when I do have sex, it will be with my wife, do you know? Mm -hmm. So there was this implicit thing of like, don't worry about masturbation, don't worry about condoms. It doesn't matter to you because you're a child of God. So 
you know, like my dad never, and like, you know, this is totally fair on him, but he never explained masturbation to me. Uh, he never uh, explained condoms or STDs. Um, Cause he didn't think it would be an issue for him. Right. He didn't think it'd be relevant to me. So mm-hmm. it was, it was, and that was the truth about a lot of my friends too. It, we like, we didn't have like a pact to not have sex. You know, we're just like, for most well, of us. did, but it was with God. Yeah. Or it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of like nobody did. And also the girls that were in our high school were, you know, I mean, they, they felt the same. It was a Christian school. So just like, it was something we didn't even like, we'd make jokes about it. And we obviously, some of the friends did have sex, but it was just something like, oh yeah, that's not what we, that's not what we do here. So it was funny. Like I was never like, I don't know. I was like, really? I was never, I was never taught about masturbation. I had to learn from my friend Simon uh, <laughs> and discover it for myself. My brother, the first, yeah, I won't go into that anyway. What? Nothing. <laughs> That's his you story. Don't, you don't want to rat out your brother? That's his to story dad? to tell. Um, but I'm sure he'll tell it, but no, I just can't. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it was it was just funny to me. It was just like nobody explained puberty to me. Puberty to me. Um, which kind of, it sucked, man. Yeah, dude, I can only, I mean, puberty sucks even if you know something about it. Like, what, how did you react when you started getting hair on your balls? Um, you know, I understood that. Like, getting hair on my balls and stuff, it was like, okay, I understand, like, this is what happens. Like, that sort of puberty aspect, but the aspect of, like, always having a boner, how did you react to that? Yeah, or being, like, turned on, it was, it was more like just... Uh, it was it was almost like being it what like what I grew up in. It was like being aroused was a sin. Like if you weren't married and being aroused was like you having. Ooh, this is a fun thing to talk about, man. Um, so like a lot of guys that went to the church I went to, this was a big thing. Was like these things called accountability groups. So you had a group of guys within your youth group, you know, or your church that you would come together with, with like a youth leader. Okay. Uh And you would discuss like, did you have lustful thoughts? Did you like think about girls in your class naked? Or like, did you look at porn was a huge one. So you would come and you like confess to your, it was very bizarre. And like one thing I realized is, and I've heard a lot, I've heard Pete Holmes talk about this, but like that aspect of it was interesting to me because it was this dirty, wrong thing that I think made porn and masturbation very hot for the young boys. It was like dirty and wrong. It was something they weren't supposed to do versus I think if like, you know, people would be like, yeah, that's something, you know, you know, don't jerk off in public, but definitely do it, you know. It wouldn't have been as interesting and as much as of a thrill. Yeah, I, I mean, it was still thrilling. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't supposed to look up porn either, and and there was porn used to kill you in those days. Like it would, we wrecked a lot of computers looking at porn right. and shit. So yeah. like, you can still get in trouble, and it was it was still exciting. But I see what you're saying. I mean that. It's interesting how it has the uh, opposite effect. Yeah, it was like boys will... For you, it was like, oh, boys will be boys. You know what I mean? Like, don't download your porn on the computer. Like, what are you guys doing? Versus versus me, it would have been like, oh, you you're are... You're going like, to hell, dude. Yeah, it was like, you're yeah. going to hell. You're a sinful boy. And it was... It was this... It was weird, man. Because I see it now. Even like... Even... Like not, let me tell you, I don't, I'm just, I'll release this. I don't care. This is interesting. This is part of my life. But when I, dude, when you knew me, when I was a virgin, I was so much more horny than I am now. Cause I wasn't like, I didn't masturbate for 13 years cause of like church and stuff. And I eventually I got into adulthood and I was like, oh, it's not something i should do like i felt kind of like holier than thou Mm -hmm. um but dude let me tell you like i was so horny all the time and having sex being like something i wasn't supposed to do made me want it 
even more. Sure. So even like even the first time the first time I had sex, like I didn't even I couldn't even I couldn't even get hard because the thrill was like gone for me because I'd given up. Like it wasn't interesting to me. It was just something I was doing. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It wasn't a, a function of like the pressure of it. I like, think it was both. I think it was both, but it was also. It was just like I would be like you know, fooling around with girls, and I would be so hard. You know what I mean? Like I'd be sure. just rock hard. Like, it, but then when it came down to it, when it was like, okay, I'm going to have sex with this girl. Like I think it was both. Like I think the pressure of it, but it was also psychologically I could tell that I wasn't as into it because it wasn't like, I didn't think it was dirty and wrong anymore. It was just kind of something I was going to, yeah. you know, I mean, I had a, I had a similar relationship with sex. Like once, once you do it, it, it stops being as interesting for sure. Yes. Um, my first time having sex, uh, I, I was wearing a condom and a condom sucked, dude. But we, we had sex for like an hour because I couldn't come. Right. I, I didn't come for the first like, I don't know, six months, eight months having sex. Yeah. Like we had sex like every day and I never came because I don't know. I, I don't know how. I didn't know how. I guess. Sure. Uh, but it, it was definitely way less interesting afterwards it was like this you, you put the pussy on the pedestal like that's uh yeah 40 year old virgin really that's very whatever oh <laughs> good yeah. no dude and I, I did that's what i did like yeah. i definitely had it and then on a pedestal and i then once i like once it actually happened you're like oh okay like all right like it's still dope but it's just definitely different than you think like you're actually yeah. Like one thing I didn't, it's so funny talking about now, but like I didn't realize you actually have to like, it's not as easy. It doesn't just like magically happen. You're in there and you got to like figure it out. And people, it's like some girls are heavier than others. And like some like don't like certain things or you're, you know what I mean? Like you're really, it's just your body and hers and you're figuring it out. It's not like you just come together and it works, you know? For sure. It's a whole puzzle. And I mean, so that's, you know, ultimately that might be why I uh, have been drawn. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about ultimately, but definitely a big component of me being drawn to relationships is that I've never had sex with a girl the first time and it was really good. I've never had like first time really good sex. It always takes a while for me to and for her to like learn how we enjoy it and like it, it takes like a, a couple weeks really in order for sex to become good for me and it becomes really good after you are together for a long time and then it becomes way worse because it's boring and then it gets good again it's up and down yeah and that's i don't know that is interesting to me because it's like now it's it because I've realized now, dude, because I'm like an actual person in the real world now. Because I, I mean, I wasn't for so long, but I've realized that it's if you're if you're a girl and you like a guy, and if he's not like if you really like him, part of what you have is like him wanting to have sex with you and like wanting to see you naked and wanting to know what that's like is super powerful, you know? Yeah that intrigue of him like wanting to do that and like seriously once that's gone once he's like seen you naked and he's had sex with you like a lot a lot of that it's not his fault it's no one's fault but it's definitely less interesting to him you know yeah in in that in that sense you know but then at the same time like you said it means different at different stages in a relationship but there is something there right yeah absolutely i God, it's gotta be so hard to be a woman. <laughs> I mean, uh, obviously, but like that's gotta be such a fine line to play where because they want to have sex too, you know. And uh, and how do you how do you really give yourself allow yourself to be interested in someone where that is such a huge driving force and where you know 
that once you give that to them, they aren't going to be as interested. They might still be interested. They might hang around, but like the, you at least temporarily lose a big motivating force for why they want to spend time with you. I can't even imagine having to juggle that. Yeah. And that's one thing I've told my friend. I mean, I told my friend this, I, I was like, if a guy likes you, he'll, he won't, if you really like a girl, if you just like kicking it with her, you like the time you spend with her, you won't really care what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, he won't. Sorry. You you definitely, it, it, it does change though. Like as soon as a big part of why you're, or how you're acting is wanting to see her naked. Yeah, you're a different then, person. Mm-hmm. Huh. But I do, I do think it's different if you actually, because I've been on, I've been, I find myself that all the time. If it's like, if I'm with a girl and I can tell it's something where, you know, she's like real, if she's like really looking for a guy to be her boyfriend, I'll usually just like back off because if I'm not like super into it, you know. Um, yeah. I usually just back off because I'm like, oh, this is this isn't going to. I'm not gonna like go on four or five dates with this girl because this is a girl looking for. It's just bad news. This has like train wreck written all over it, you know. Yeah, I mean, you want to. If she isn't looking for the same thing you're looking for, then obviously you want to back out. Right. So that's what I, I try to avoid. I don't want to like. I don't. I honestly, I don't want to like deal with someone's like hurt feelings or feeling like they've been misled like i don't want to do that that's not fun for me i'd rather be i'd rather be 26 year old joey and never have sex with anyone you know <laughs> like i'd rather do that than like hurt people's feelings and have to deal with that you know so do you think you're uh obviously you're not celibate anymore but do you think your celibacy makes it easier for you to look at relationships rationally um you mean like me then versus now meaning that because you waited so long to have sex now you seem to okay so there are two things first you just seem to i i can't form like rational thoughts really when i'm interested in a girl or like when i'm when when Sexuality is involved. Okay. It's very hard for me to like uh, divorce myself from from those urges and from and just from. I mean, not even necessarily sexual, but just like romantic urges. Like I just I kind of throw caution to the wind, I guess. Uh, and you you don't seem to be doing that, and I'm I'm curious if that's part of why like the celibacy. But then along with that. I have a friend who, uh, who like, he wasn't homeless, but he's he's preparing to be homeless. He like deprives himself a lot, and uh, and like he if he sees trash that looks fine, he'll eat the pizza. Like he sees he sees a pizza box on top of. His, on top of a trash can, he's like, that's clean pizza. I'm going to eat it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I feel like he has, because he's not afraid of being homeless. He has a lot more freedom and a lot less emotion involved in his financial decisions. Does that make sense? So like you, you aren't afraid of being homeless. You aren't afraid of being pussyless. So I feel like you're allowed you allow yourself more, a more level-headed approach to vagina. Yeah, I I see what you're saying, um, and maybe, um, but I also have the aspect of like I feel like I'm I've had this huge blind spot, and I'm way behind everyone in terms of not like, just I'm way behind everyone in terms of experience of of being able to catch up and really know what people are talking about. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So are you playing catch up right now? Um, yeah, definitely not in the sense of like, Oh, I want to like, like hook up with tons of chicks and be able to, you know, 
like have like a high but number, like a high body count. But it's just like I, because not only was I, I was just very guarded. Do you know what I mean? In a lot of ways, in in everything, you know, because I had this weird boundary that I wasn't crossing, um, and I didn't honestly, man, I didn't know who I was, mm. and I was holding a lot of myself and my personality back, uh, and I was, I was someone. It was weird, man. I was definitely someone else. So now it's more. I'm not. I'm not no rush, but it's definitely something where I I want to. I want to be able to relate to people, you know. Like even now, like when I was 26, we couldn't have had this conversation. Mm. You know, we had somewhat similar conversations. So I don't know. Yeah, but I didn't really know what I was talking about. Like I couldn't really. If you would have told me what it was like to, you know, I mean, anything, just like have sex with a woman and then like lay with her for a while or, you know, wanting her to leave or wanting her to stay and she wants to leave, I couldn't relate to you, you know? Mm. So, like, honestly, it's just, it's more anything, like, I want to get caught up in that sense of being able to be able to talk to people about mm. sexual experiences because before I'd stay out of them, you know, cause I just didn't, it was an aspect of my life that didn't exist, I guess. That's interesting. I have the exact same relationship with all sports. Okay, exactly. I learned, I learned just enough about sports in order to be able to ask questions really. Like I, I don't, I can't say, I don't know anything about sports, but I know enough that I can ask questions and they, they can talk if that's what they want to talk about. That's, that's it. Like really, that's what it's, that comparison's the same, dude. That's how it was. Mm. It was, um, yeah, but it's just something I couldn't connect with people on. Like, sure. I could maybe hold my own, you know, I could proverbially ask if the giants were going to be good, you know, but yeah, it was just something. And it was definitely something that's a part of me. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that I just, it's like, if I really liked seeing football and I just like abstained from watching it for some religious reason, (laughs) you know? So it's just this part of my personality that, and part of my, Uh, which you actually would have right now. You could, uh, or it's not religious, but you could say like the kneeling or whatever. Sure. Exactly. That's if I I was like, but I can't talk. Exactly. That's what it would be. It'd be me like, you know, for some (laughs) dumb reason holding, well, not dumb. I don't want to say, you know, but for me, it wasn't me. It was something I was doing that I shouldn't have been doing. So I, I definitely feel, um, but to, sorry, to answer your question, um, sure, sure. I also think I'm very, like, I'm more, I'm an analytical person. Um, I'm 29 now, so I'm, you know, I'm just more of an analytical person. I can kind of keep track of my emotions a lot better than I used to be able to, so. Yeah. And maybe I, my perspective on myself is skewed because, uh, I've been in a relationship for five years, so. And I was a different person when I was having sex, like, yeah. in that way. Sex is different now. Sex is different when you, you know, have it with the same person. Right. It's probably, yeah. It's harder to remember the nuances of something that happened over five years ago, you know? Yeah, true. Well, but I, I just meant, like, I can div- I can divorce emotion from it. <laughs> exactly. That's a mean thing to say. But like, no, I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not. I'm not wrapped up in emotion, or and it's not volatile with shine. Uh, but it was always when uh, before shine, before I had like a stable relationship that was healthy. Right. That's another thing. Though. I just never had a healthy relationship until I met Shine. Yeah, it seems like when I see you guys, I'm like, oh, these people are just people that find each other attractive, but also like like spending time with each other, which I think is huge. Yeah, man. It's super important. Like, uh, so, okay. You, you called yourself an introvert a lot. Um, I don't, I don't know where I fall on that spectrum. I feel like I, I think it's a spectrum and I'm, I'm close. I'm definitely closer to introverted, but I've read that like the, 
the primary difference between an introvert and an extrovert is that um, an introvert gets energy by being alone and an extrovert get expends energy being alone and it's vice versa. Yeah. So like an extrovert needs to be around people to like rebuild and an introvert like expends all their energy being around people and then needs to be alone to rebuild. And uh, with shines in my relationship, like, cause, cause that's true for me. Like I expend energy being around people most of the time. Sometimes I like get energy from it, but with shine, I get the same buildup of energy being alone as I do being with her, or I get, I get more being with her than I do being alone. Does that makes sense. So it's like, it's solitary being with her. Like I'm alone with her. Does yeah. That make sense. Yeah, and I I know exactly exactly what you mean. Um, cause there's I mean that's how I feel about my family. Like I'll go home, sure. and like they leave me alone. I don't have to like deal with their bullshit or like nonsense talking. Like it's just nice seeing my dad sitting at a computer bidding on shit on eBay. Like he's not gonna talk to me. I might be able, sure. I might talk to him. He might say something, but it's not like it's just like oh he's there. I'm here. Yeah, there's no obligation to talk. No. And so, yeah, exactly. and when you do talk, it's almost like, I don't know, you're just like talking things out loud. You're not talking to yourself, but you're, I feel the same way about my family. I mean, uh, I haven't been home in a while, but yeah, I mean, it's the same. I, I, I had an uncle I hadn't seen in a long time. And when I saw him, I felt that same kind of connection where you're, it's almost like you're talking to just like another side of you. You're just like airing things out when you when you talk to them. It's not a. It doesn't expend energy talking right. to them. That's what it really boils down to. It's not like being in a social situation. Exactly, because I, I think about that and I'm like, well, what is the difference between me talking to you know a group of people at lunch that I don't know very well versus me talking to my dad? And I think it's. Uh, I think it's you know if I were to talk to how I talk to like my brother with people at lunch they would say like you're an asshole you're an asshole you're a bad guy like you're a bad person you're quiet at times when you shouldn't be um you make fun of everyone they'd be like you're very inconsiderate and you're an asshole you know because that's yeah like they don't want the real me versus my my dad and my brother and even my mom would be like why don't be polite just be yourself yeah you know well they also just don't have the context you know like they they understand who you are and so not like they tolerate it but they 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 get where you're coming from they know your intentions and they yeah they understand what you're saying like what you're really trying to convey whereas without context you might sound like an asshole if you just make fun of everybody yeah 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 exactly so yeah it's that you know once someone really gets to know you like you and shine it's like well you know it's it's really what it is it's like you know each other so well that you're not going to posture yourself or you're not going to try to hurt her to feel better about yourself you know sure. it's just like what like what am i going to flex i'm going to stunt for my girlfriend she knows how much of it <laughs> like she's seen you at your worst she knows how much of a like twerp you are you know mm. so yeah I, I, there's no fear of judgment and and you uh you trust them, I guess, to to give you the benefit. I don't know to like accept you. I guess. I guess yeah. that's what being uh, averse to fucking social interaction is. You're just like scared they won't. I don't know that it is that though. You're scared that they won't like accept what you what you want to be. Is that what? You, that's kind of what you were getting at, right? Like if you were to just be yourself and say exactly what's on your mind, they would think less of you. Well, it's, it's both that they might, maybe they think less of you, but also like I might hurt them. I might make them feel like shit after lunch, hmm. which I don't want to do, you know? Hmm. Cause so many people, cause I think about that. Sometimes I have conversations with people where, they'll tell a story that they think's funny. And if I, if my brother were to tell that story, like I would be, 
I would tell him how dumb of a story it was. It'd be, I, yeah. you know, I'd make fun of him and we'd laugh and it'd be funny because he'd be like, you know what? I did tell you a dumb story and waste your time versus if I do that some, you know, intern girl at work, she's going to like cry, you know, <laughs> she's going to like, I can't do that. That's going to kill yeah. her. Yeah. So it's, you know, so sometimes like I don't even like. I don't know, even at lunch, like I have my group of guys that I eat lunch with on my team and there is that comfort level of like, dude, these guys, like I can say whatever I want to them and they're cool. But sometimes there'll be like an oddball that wants to come eat lunch with us and it kills the vibe because I'm like, oh, I got to kind of like not be myself. That's interesting. I never, uh, never ate lunch with people at work. I don't like doing it. I, I that's eating lunch alone. Like I go for a walk. I eat an apple for lunch, and I go for a walk, and that's like really important to me. That's like I need to be away. I need to be by myself in order to uh, like rest to like build up energy. That's been important at every work I've been at. Yeah, I I think that's that's an actually. Um, you were, you were talking about, you know, the, some people are energized by being by themselves. Some people are energized being with people. Um, I think we're all energized by both. It's just the amount of time that we spend getting our energy, you know? So you, if you're working and you're working with people that kind of exhaust you and you're having to interact with people a lot, your lunch is like, Oh my gosh, I need this lunch. I need my solitude for an hour versus me. It's like, okay, I've been, you know, sitting with my headphones on, you know, writing SQL queries for the last four hours. I want to have a conversation with another person, you know? Yeah. Even though usually I'm, so it's, you know, I'm introverted. So I spend eight hours of my day not talking to anyone, but I want to spend one hour at least having a good conversation with my friends, you know? That's it. That's the end. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Um, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, I think in next week, more Greg way. If you like him, keep listening. If you hate him, don't listen because he's back. All right. See ya. Still on vacation. Peace, hoes.